It was my it's fault, guys. I said ten. It was supposed to be nine. How bad. Tristan and I, tr- Tristan and I had a one-off. I mean, eight to ten. Yeah, we did. It makes sense. So this is the real uh, episode ten. I'm your host Antonio. I'm and your host Will, because I sniped Danny. Oh, MLG. Blah, 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 blah. I'm Danny. <laughs> And I'm Alex. (laughs) And I'm Tristan. And I'm Tristan. Poor Tron, dude. Sounds like uh, he would have fixed the name at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) That's my legal name now. You can be Tron. My passport just says Tron, dude. All right, so I'm actually actually going to go along the bottom here. Uh, So I'll start with you, Alex. What have you been playing recently? Uh, well, I think y'all know the answer to it. Halo. I've been playing. Nope. Yeah, close. No. Uh, I've been playing a mad ton of the division. I'm talking like this. I like run home, sign on, play until I go to bed. Um, but I'm doing like nothing in it. So I hit level thirty. I'm doing nothing in the dark zone right now. I'm just running and I'm and I'm getting every encounter and every side mission. Uh, and then I'm gonna go through and I'm gonna get and I'm gonna get every collectible and every piece of intel. Um, so that's what I've been doing. Did you primarily solo it or have you been playing with people? Um, I played like through the level cap, like one through 30, I played with, um, friends, but since I'm just doing like this, like side mission stuff, I've just been playing that solo. Cause it's a little bit easier to just kind of get in the rhythm and go from place to place. Um, it, you know, I mean, I, like I was kind of talking to Danny about this, um, collectibles in games are like my go-to. Like if I can just do like the same like repetitive type of like go here, grab this, go here, grab that, and uh, I'm, I'm all set. Man, you would have loved all the platformers in the '90s. That's true. Oh my god, yeah. Jack and Daxter, Banjo Kazooie. Oh yeah. So well, like Banjo. Stuff, that's like really got started. It was like Banjo and like playing all that where you like collect like all the weird little honeycombs and everything. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've just been playing that uh, all, all like all the time. Nice. Oh. Yep. Nice. Me? Oh, yeah. we're going so, by the row on the bottom here. Oh, oh it's in a different order for mine then. Oh, um, my bad. But I have been playing so much Ark Survival Evolved um, mm. on Steam, and it is so good. Um, it's basically a dinosaur game where essentially it's similar to survival in Minecraft, where it's focused on like gathering resources to build things and craft things. Um, But it also has this aspect of just dinosaurs everywhere. Um, And you can tame them and have them fight for you. And also you just get killed like a shit ton. Um, But it's really fun. Um, And I've been playing... um, well, I've been playing Pokin, uh, which is actually really great. It's better than I thought it would be, actually. Um, I'll probably how's, write something up about it on the site. How's the online? I haven't played a ton of the online, um, but my girlfriend has, and she's been really enjoying it. Stable? Um, yeah, it's stable. Um, it's pretty good. Hmm. Uh, and the matchmaking seems to be like pretty fair so far. Um, from what I've seen, although it hasn't been out for that long, so there's not a lot of people who are just like completely outranking other people. Not a crap ton of um, cheaters or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's really fun and addicting. And I um, downloaded the Doom multiplayer closed beta. Um, I'm really excited for that. Um, at the time that I got home today, I thought that the servers were already open. So I like opened it up. I was like so excited to play and they don't start until 10 o'clock tonight. So um, I'm definitely going to be playing tonight, at least like a couple matches. Um, how, long, how long is it running for? Until Sunday at midnight. I you're, believe. Playing, you're playing on PS4? Yes, I'm playing on PS4. And what I've seen so far, pretty much all I could do was just to customize my character. Um, and I made myself like a purple monster Uh, I mean, it's still, like, humanoid armor, um, but I'm purple. All of my weapons are, like, pink and purple and, like, green and delicious. Um, I'm really excited. So. 
Awesome. Let me customize my character as much as possible because, like, I love that kind of stuff. Do you know if people can still get in if they haven't already? I believe so. Um, I saw at least on GameStop's website uh, or, like, from an email flyer that they sent out that mm. if they pre-order um, Doom, that they're able to have access to the closed beta. I don't know if there's a cutoff as to when you're able to join in. Um, whether that was today or not. Um, but it's definitely something I can look into and post to the site. Yeah. Just curious. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I got into the closed beta because when I bought Wolfenstein, there was like a Doom um, beta kind of voucher thing. So when the oh, closed yeah, beta yeah. came out, that is how I got this email. And that came, like, came out like two years ago. It was like last summer. It wasn't that long ago. Wait, what game? Wolfenstein: The New Order. Yeah. Right. That was a that was an interesting game. I don't know that it was worth all the like. It was fun, but yeah. I really enjoyed it. I liked it. I liked it, it a lot. A dedicated grind. It was fun. Though. It it wasn't like division level grind, but it was definitely still a little fair. bit of a grind. Harsh but fair. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Tristan? What have you been playing? I've been chugging along through Twilight Princess. Just finishing, so good! Finishing that up. So good. Um, I've been playing... I picked up Adrift. I've been playing that on the oh, PC. Oh, how is that? It is... cool. And pretty. Uh-oh. I'm waiting for it. No, it's not bad. I don't want everybody to think that I just hate everything. <laughs> it's just... You just have a critical eye. I just feel like it would have, it would benefit a lot more. So like the whole the whole pro like the whole plot is like basically the movie Gravity if you've ever seen it, mm -hmm. where you're an astronaut in space and your sh space station just gets jacked up and you're trying to kind of figure out what's going on while surviving. And like I feel like the game would benefit from a little more tension. Uh, I never really feel. Like, I'm that in danger, even though I'm stranded in space. This is the one where you have to, like, find floating canisters of air and stuff? And that's exactly it. Yeah. Everywhere I go, there is chests full of air canisters. <laughs> how yeah. far have you gotten into the game? Like, how many um, hours have you spent in it? Probably two or three hours in, which, from what I've been hearing, it's not, an, like, especially long game, uh, which is probably why I was, like, 15 bucks, but... I'm I'm enjoying it, and it's really it's really cool to. It definitely gives you that feeling of like, oh wow, I'm I'm stranded in space. What am I gonna do? But I don't feel like dire about it at all. Uh, and then on top of that, I downloaded this game called Epi Story or Epistory, and it is a adventure typing game where okay. you are. It's all it looks all like papercraft. And you ride around on a fox. You're a little girl that rides around on a fox. And it's kind of isometric. like It's like Bastion, kind of. Like the scenery kind of pops in as you play the game. And the narrator kind of tells a story as you're kind of progressing through the levels. Uh, and where this game kind of stands out is all of the enemies you beat and puzzles you solve by typing words on your keyboard. So you'll, press, cool. the, you'll press the space bar and all of like the interactioning objects will just have words on them and you start typing and they'll you know kind of solve themselves but then they're like waves of enemies will come at you and you have to type words really fast or else they're going to mm. damage you and kill you and it's really awesome that sounds really cool i am yeah, really enjoying that cool. yeah I'm gonna, so you don't hate everything i don't hate everything. everything i just hate the division and i hate games in space where i don't feel like the end is nigh yeah, that, that's that's a shame because you know, when I saw the trailer for that for a drift, I thought it would be, you know, put you in that situation of oh my god, what am I gonna do? I'm stranded. That's it. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe once I maybe that's once I get shame. closer, maybe once I get closer to the end, they'll just stop giving me oxygen every five seconds, and then I will actually feel like that. Mm -hmm. But so is there, far, is there, is there a difficulty adjustment? Maybe or no, no. Damn. It's just the experience. So um, the, uh, this also raises a question. Did you get any further in Alien, or did you put that on the back burner? That's been on the back burner. That's all right. I respect that. 
I got I got tired of getting killed by cyborgs and not aliens. The cyborgs do mess you up. Once you get past that, it does get a little more difficult with the aliens specifically. But um, you know what I'd recommend? If you want to just watch the game, since you paid it, paid for it, you played some of it, um, not to like plug other people necessarily, but uh, Markiplier has a really interesting playthrough of it. And he does the entire game. It's like, I think he's got 45 episodes. I just, all an hour I'll, just watch, I'll just listen to Markiplier's voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's very it. soothing. It's very soothing. Um, but yeah, dude, check I him out. I wasn't going with soothing, but if you haven't, uh, if you haven't seen, I wasn't either. If you go, <laughs> if you uh, if you watch him play it, skip ahead and see what happens, just to see if it like tempts you to go any further. It's it's totally worth playing. Cool. Oh, it's about two cents. Well, what are you even playing? <gasps> My turn. Um, I've been playing so much Elite Dangerous. I just I can't. Not. That's the space trucker game again, right? Space trucking is so good. Um, but here's so here's what's gotten really cool is that I've upgraded my ship so I can make longer jumps. So I'm no, I'm no longer. Wait, trapped. what ship? What ship do you have? Just the standard Sidewinder, oh. but I put better engines and and uh, like shield pods and things on it, and I have a fuel scoop now. So. The okay, fuel so scoop yeah. is a game changer. It's such a game changer, you guys. Okay, so. <laughs> Fuel in this game is like nothing. You pay like 50 credits. Standard job pays you somewhere in the ballpark of 2,000 credits if you're doing a good worthwhile job, up to 150,000 credits, except for that's insane. You're probably going to get killed if you try to take that job. Anywho, long story short, gas is like 50 credits, like nothing. But you have to stop at a station to get gas. Or you can install a fuel scoop, and you fly at like warp speed around a sun, and you literally pick up hydrogen atoms as you go around it, and it refills your fuel tank so you can keep boosting. And it's insane. Love that game so much. Oh my god, it's so good. If you haven't played this, like, Elite Dangerous, buy it, play it, watch people play it. Oh my god, I love space. It's the only game that really <laughs> actually satisfies my desire to go to space. And I know that I'll never go, even if I got, like, a free ticket, because there there are people here who would keep me on the planet. <laughs> so I'm just saying this is like my one ticket. What if they went with you? In space. They said they won't. I already asked. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that conversation. <laughs> I like it. This is how much I'm interested in that. So that's what I've been playing in terms of, uh, of X-Bone. Um, but I have been playing a little bit more on iOS. I've been playing Telepaint, which came out recently. Stupid like time waster game, but it's worth mentioning that you are a bucket of paint and you use pixels to teleport yourself across the map and like solve puzzles and you that pick up your paint at all. That it's amazing. it's actually really good. It's it's a dollar ninety nine or two dollars on on um, App Store. I think it's also on Google Play, but I could be wrong about that. But it's it's worth picking up, it's fun. Uh, and then uh, Lumino City, have you guys heard of this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's an iOS game, but they also released it for um, the Apple TV. So I've been playing on my phone, and then I like pick up on the Apple TV later at night, and it's like a point-and-click puzzler. Um, but the whole world is and has been created. Like somebody actually went around and cut out cardboard versions of the entire universe, and yeah, it looks built gorgeous. It and took photos of it and zoomed way in with the shots to like make a fully real fully realized game but wow. it's all real like it's all of it is in pictures yeah that's crazy of, of like 3d models it's totally worth checking out a lot quick thing about Apple TV games a uh, big blow to them I just read today uh, Disney officially said they are not gonna update um, Disney infinity 3 at all for Apple TV anymore wow. it, will not, it will not be compatible with any future uh, play sets or characters. I think that uh, Toys to Life bubble might be bursting. If you uh, mm -hmm. if you want to uh, play, you'll have to go to Disney World. True. Sorry. Can I? Can I go? So, so you can yeah. play it. Well? Yeah, that's it. That's all. That's all oh. me. I've been actually hopped back into, um, and I know who's going to take credit for this. Uh, friend of the show. Uh, Toyin's going to take credit for this because I just know him. <laughs> I've been playing uh, Mario Luigi Paper Jam um, like every day. Wow. Uh, my commute. It's, it's better than I gave it credit for originally. Uh, it's still not as mind-blowing as far as story and everything goes as some of the Is your commute shorter now that you're in Brooklyn? Uh, oh, if I decide to move. take... 
I did. If I decide to take the four, um, it is, but I usually just take the local because the four is so packed. So, um, but yeah, I've been playing that. That's a really fun game. On the consoles, I'm at this, I'm in this kind of rut right now where there's nothing I want to play except for Ratchet and Clank when it comes up. That's an understandable thing. I want to play that. I want to play that game so bad. Uh, the 12th. Of April? Yeah. Oh my god. 40 bucks. Another friend of the show, you guys know, you guys all know Sellers. Him and I have been talking about it. And he's like, he's like, dude, I just wish it came out next week. I'm like, I know, I know. I've never played a Ratchet and Clank game. <laughs> well, here's what? the perfect time to start it. Oh my god. It's they're, so good. They're really they're good. good. Yeah, 40 bucks. It'll be out on the 12th. Um, oh, I actually just downloaded the, uh, what's it called? Oh, plat with platinum, platinum demo, the new Final Fantasy V oh. demo. I played like ten minutes of it, and then my wife came home. So, and then I ate and got a shower, and here I am. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Kingdom Hearts. That's Very not a bad so. thing. That's a good thing. No, it's not. Watch the trailer, and you'll see why. Um, Is there Utena uh, Hikaru in it? Is that why the singer? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Talking about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I just I just want to play Ratchet and Clank. That's all Understandable. I want to do. <laughs> Tough. I was gonna play the division, but I don't feel like playing by myself. And I thought about I thought about returning it, guys. I thought about returning it. If I hadn't bought a digital, that would be back on a GameStop shelf right now. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, you might be able to get 10% credit with that. Uh, in the Careful what you say. You will be called a hater by friends of the show. <laughs> 10% in-store credit. Although I'm, I am excited. I know we were talking about this before, but I am excited for the Rage content that's supposed to come out. I might, so I might go back and check it out when the yeah. Rage. They actually, they actually just, actually, that was one of the recap pieces of news, which I will segue into. Uh, oh. That was just announced. Ooh. Incursions. Uh, will be coming. I didn't put the date because I'm an asshole. Sometime at the end of this yeah, month, I think the 29th or something. Yeah, um, but what's interesting about incursions is, uh, unlike Destiny raids, there are no checkpoints at all. Yeah. Not a one. Uh, and then they said there's a whole bunch of other um, updates to the like, gear and all know? that coming out. I don't know. Because I, I mean, on the one hand. Difficulty level goes up because you got to do the whole thing in one shot. But on the other hand, like that sucks, and <laughs> if you die, that's game over. Yeah. yeah. Well, it seems pretty yeah. similar to like in Destiny, like vanilla Destiny, the Nightfalls. Yeah. Because if your whole team wiped on Nightfall originally, there were no checkpoints in that either. Um, True. But they but got rid of that eventually, and they put checkpoints back into Nightfalls. Mm -hmm. Taken King, I think, is when they, they started doing that, or House of Wolves. It was there's not very many though. There's like two. Yeah. That's when uh so the original version, it's a little in fact, fun fact, is that you know the little person came out of the side of the screen and he said, get good scrub, and he went <laughs> down in the nightfall original. So <laughs> they added Oh that. my gosh. Yeah. To make you feel better. They're going to include a, a version of that in the division then too, right? That's, Every time you wipe. You know, he's just part of the package deal, I feel like. <laughs> I don't know what his name is. A little scamp. <laughs> Carry on. Um, oh did we get it? Tristan, what else? Tristan, did you Damn get a chance it. to tell us what your plan? Yeah, he did. Okay, yeah. great. Everything's fine. Continue. <laughs> yeah, what's our next piece of news, Antonio? Let's see, yeah. a couple things we got here. Microsoft announced Halo Wars, Soul Cal 2, and King of Fighters 98 are now backwards compatible on Xbox One. I feel like they're going a little crazy on backwards compatibility these days. It's been, yeah, they're, they're yeah, really I pushing would, I wish they would fix the games that are already backwards compatible before they give them yeah. more. Hey, Phil Spencer, you hear that? Tristan yeah. wants you to fix your shit. Do you think this is Make a good way for them to have like filler content for the months where there isn't Huge game I mean, releases. We're coming up like on three. There's not a whole lot coming out. Yeah. There's yeah. not. I mean, Scalebound was huge. That got pushed back. And Quantum Break is Quantum Break. a big thing that I can think of. Mega Pre. And now, that, and now that's coming to PC as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it just sucks when you play games like, you know, Halo Reach, where it runs at, you know, sometimes 20 frames per second. Painfully. I tried playing Fable 2, and it crashed on me like four times. Yeah, that's nuts. Jeez. They need to good. their QA team. For that. Like, if it doesn't work, why, why release it? Why? Why? To have something up on Sony? Have something up, I guess. Yeah. Uh, speaking of PC, uh, Sony said they're looking into making PlayStation VR compatible with PC at some point. So it's not going to be just a PS4 headset. I think that's smart. So I think it'll it's be... Too. So you like could USB use open your Vive or your Oculus. That's literally, literally, it was kind of just a, a statement saying, "Hey, we're open to bringing it to PC platform eventually. It's not going to just be tethered to to PlayStation. There was no like official o- open to like, it, or we're gonna build it with a support it. Ma, like that's it, all they said. It'll 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 support PC. I mean, if it's got like a weird proprietary dongle that you got to pay extra to turn into a USB, I love that word. It's a good word. Mm, Uh, It's not, it's not necessarily that valuable, you know? Yeah. But I think, well, here's the thing. If your choice is between place, like the PlayStation VR, the Sony headset, and maybe a dongle that costs, you know, $50, $60 versus an Oculus Rift, it's going to be like, over eight hundred dollars, like it's fine. That's not so bad. Yeah, it's true. Although, I mean, I again, I want to see what the performance looks like because if oh, the sure. if the Oculus is going to blow it away in terms of actual tracking and things like that, then you know maybe it's worth spending the more money. Well, I know the Morpheus. I mean, the Morpheus. Jesus the Christ. Morpheus. The PlayStation. No, no, PlayStation VR has head tracking and everything like that. That's what all those LEDs are for. Um, yeah, yeah, but to what extent, you know? I think uh-huh. that's I mean, like, from from what I've read, a lot of people are really impressed with it. We'll see it. Are we talking first gen connect? No, that was a joke. Oh, oh my god, no, that was an embarrassment. <laughs> that was Wait so bad. I've been waving. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Speaking of old games coming back, uh, Torak Dinosaur Hunter is supposedly going to make its way to PS4. Um, one, well, that hasn't been confirmed, but Torak 1 and 2 have been confirmed for Xbox One as HD remastered. I don't know. Those Why games. would you? Oh, come on, dude. I don't know. Like, I mean, I liked them back in the day, but they like playing don't hold up well. No, they don't. Goldeneye doesn't hold up well at all. At all. I know. It is I mean, you it's look a classic, it but man. Yeah, that's my point. You look back clunky. at it and you're like... I could play that. That's so good. I love it. You plug it, plug it in, and you're like, this is straight garbage. Have it. So one of the supposed features is that they're reworking the controls. So we'll see. Mm. I, always love, I always love the cerebral bore of Turok 2 because it would just dig into their brain and blow would go flying. Right. Good well, that was always my biggest complaint with, with the GoldenEye. Well, like looking back on it was because to Will's point where you just pick it up and you are like playing it or whatever. And you're like, oh man, I used to crush at this game. You pick up the control and you're like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I, There's only one stick and it does all the things. Yeah. yeah. Dual analog, save oh, lines. Stupid. All right. I've got two more bits of news and I then agree. we'll just head up. Uh Final Fantasy 15 got the demo that we were talking about earlier. Um, Those trailers look insane. They do. And what's crazy is Square Enix is really, really throwing everything they have at this. It's going to have its own anime and its own CG movie. Yep. Wow. And for Square really? in, and yeah, and they've gone on record as saying in order for this game to be profitable, they have to sell 10 million copies. Remember last time they made a Final Fantasy movie and it was terrible? Oh my gosh, yes. I Yo, I love that movie. Was that, oh my god, what was that called? I can Spirits see. Within. Spirits <laughs> Within. I remember my mom rented it, and we watched it, and the whole time I just thought, this is not Final Fantasy. I had it on VHS. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with the storyline. Nothing at all with anything to do with Final Fantasy. It's I really, they were like, okay, we have these really good cinematic engines, what can we do with them? Yeah. Didn't they make a big deal about it back in the day because it was powered by the PS2's Emotion Engine? Yeah, uh, I remember they made yeah. a big deal because at the time it was it was legit amazing looking. Yeah, oh, it, oh, was oh, really it was really beautiful. It was really good. 
they made that Final Fantasy Advent Children. That was pretty good. But yeah, I like that it's... too, man. That was a good movie. Both those were good. Um, that had more to do with the storyline. No Final Fantasy. I, just, I haven't been into Final Fantasy in so long. I, I that, that's why I'm, I'm interested. Well, to maybe this will demo. bring you back. You know. Yeah, because they're they're trying to pitch they're trying to pitch Final Fantasy 15 as a game where you don't have to be a Final Fantasy fan. You could just hop on in and well, that's the thing. Like it, so I, I want that Final Fantasy game that I have to be a Final Fantasy fan. They for. sort of did that with Metal Gear Solid Five because here, and that also thir- felt similarly. Thirteen, yeah. what thirteen was not Final Fantasy. Neither was twelve. You know, I want I want it to be like straight up JRPG. I'm grinding hardcore, like a middle school dance. Teachers own I'm not I'm not that invested in Final Fantasy, so I yeah, I it, don't it is yeah. what it is. I'll wait for Kingdom Hearts. Oh my god, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I know, I know. Happen already. They gotta they gotta just release that already or it is my white whale. Now that the last Guardian is actually coming out, Kingdom Hearts is the new white whale. Yeah, really. Uh, last bit of news I have that we all know, except for Will, is uh, Mitomo came out. Yeah. Mitomo! Mitomo and my Nintendo. Oh, yeah. boy. I'm, I'm not happy. Like, the amount that these guys have been talking about <laughs> this for the last oh, look. full 24 hours. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. what? Like, why do you care? I mean, I get it. Okay, it's like having a Tamagotchi that you can text people with. Guys, okay, look, I have a dinosaur head. You I just spent that. 2,000 coins uh, on that. I don't even know how much yeah, money that is. Yo, I've got like 4,000 more coins. So He's I a baller, yeah, okay. Okay, so <laughs> for everybody that doesn't know, <laughs> Mitomo is Nintendo's first foray into mobile gaming. This is their first app. What it is, is less of a game and more of a like social, a social platform. It's I, a would say, I would say it's Snapchat meets bitch trips. If you've when, ever played Tomodachi like Life, if you've ever played Tomodachi Life for the 3DS, it's very similar to that. In okay. the and it's got a weird customized voice engine, so your characters speak in funny voices that you create. And you go around and answer questions to other people's characters, and you get coins for doing it. And you spend those coins on Nintendo's new rewards platform, My Nintendo, which I think is way, way more important. Yeah. So let me get this straight. So you make money by answering questions all day? Okay, yes. So there are three ways. So there are three ways to get points. Where? There are three ways to get points. Okay. You can answer these questions and get comments, and you'll get points daily for that. You can get points by buying Nintendo products, uh, which with real nice, dollars, real money. With real so, dollars, it translates basically into like your Best Buy rewards points, and you can redeem those on there. Every five hundred dollars is one point. Got it. <laughs> uh, hold, hold on, no, hold on, hold on. There's there's two different types of coins. So the platinum coins, the platinum coins are the ones that you get in game for answering questions and things like that. That that he's talking about. Uh-huh. Those are good for buying in game items like. Uh, that awesome T-Rex head and stuff I had. Uh-huh. Um, Super cool. And those, right. are, those are, yeah, and then you have gold coins. The only way you get gold coins are by buying things off the Nintendo eShop. Wait, I think you've got them switched. So this is, so wait, so this is GameStop rewards points. But better because it's interactive. Better, better, and better because there are a variety of things you can use these points on. Like what? I can use them on aesthetics for the app. I can use them for straight up games. Well, um, well, well, okay, wait. Straight up so games right, so, is what? So right now, so right now they have on the store they have thirty percent off a couple games, fifteen percent off a couple games, and that's use those points. That's what's really cool to me. Yeah, these first party Nintendo games that are notorious for never dropping in price, price that I'm going to buy anyway. Now I have a platform to get discounts on. Like Nintendo is finally seeming like they're giving something back to their community by letting me get discounts for being a loyal customer. Because I'm I can get like 30%, 15 to 30% off of these major first party games for not a whole lot of coins. And that's a humongous deal because historically Mm -hmm. Nintendo does not 
does not loosen up their hold on, on payment at all. So not, not only that, but I mean, those of us who had club Nintendo accounts in the U S we really didn't get a whole lot of cool, uh, memorabilia and stuff like that. Ooh, man, that I got a sweet statue. But generally, I mean, when you look at what Japan got, we didn't get a yeah. whole lot of really cool stuff. Japan got the really neat things. We got really? like a Wiimote holder. You remember that super <laughs> Famicom Wiimote classic controller? That yes. That's, that's the kind of shit we're talking about. Japan is so racist against America. God damn it. That sounds like founded science. I'm into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. It's all Reggie's fault. He doesn't know what we want. Wow. Reggie. Reggie. Good anyway, Reggie. Yeah. My Nintendo's out. Um, on the topic of show, which is what? <laughs> yeah, I forgot to do. I don't remember what we were talking about. Slow week. Oh, we were going to talk about uh, the rumor of um, midlife console refreshes. That's like right. Play- PlayStation 4.5 and supposed Xbox One more powerful refresh. Like a, think of it. Think of it like a half step. So similar to how Apple releases iPhone 7 and then iPhone 7s, yeah. and then they've got iPhone 8. So Home console manufacturers well, are rumored to do the same thing. To to fill people in, yeah. What's the update? A little bit ago, uh, <clears throat> Bill Spencer came out and said, uh, "Not Nintendo, obviously. Microsoft would be." Very open to the idea of releasing a modular upgrade to the Xbox One, meaning I could go out and buy pieces to kind of Franken-build my Xbox One to be a better platform. Yeah. Not long after that, a bunch of devs at uh, GDC were apparently talking about Sony is preparing to announce a PlayStation 4.5, if you will, which is a step up, which outputs at a higher video resolution, it's more graphically powerful, uh, and it would take the spot of the current PlayStation 4, um, and, and that would be, that would kind of be the new standard for Sony. Yeah, the rumor was supposedly the current PS4, as we know, it would be a lower price skew, possibly, mm-hmm. with the PlayStation 4.5 taking the 399 price. Well, here's a question for you. Do you think that this is similar to what Microsoft did before with the Xbox 360 and the Black 360? The Elite. Yeah, the Elite. The Elite? Yeah. Well, that's, it's a, very, that's, it's a very more power, though. That's a great question. But I was actually somebody that upgraded, mostly because my original Xbox 360 melted. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> the, what? the Elite was a really worthy upgrade because it was yeah. the first to kind of introduce built-in HDMI. So at, at a time when there was like I forgot, I forgot they didn't have that. Yeah, yeah huge, so weird huge transition in your resolution output. Like that was Not a big That was a big yeah, and that new hard drive was a big deal. Uh, there was a hard drive and 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 if I remember correctly, there was there was built-in Wi-Fi, which the original 360 you had to get the adapter that goes sound. on the back. That's oh, right. right. That's right. The difference there is none of that's required. Now, ideally, this wouldn't be this wouldn't change anything for the current market. But if you have, I'm I'm assuming that they're doing these kind of things because devs are kind of hitting their ceiling for what they can develop because the consoles just aren't as powerful as PC games, uh, and so they want more power. If you have a console that's more powerful, you are risking fragmenting your audience. Your uh, your, your platform base, you know, people that already bought into a PlayStation expecting to get five, six years out of this one system are potentially now going to be in a position where, oh, I expect, I'm expected to drop 400 more dollars just so that I can continue having these experiences. Mm-hmm. Seems a little unfair. Yeah, it seems pretty um, steep. It does. And personally, as someone who bought a PlayStation 4 within the last, you know, six months, well, my wife bought it for me, but I feel a little cheated, you know. I think that I think that it's silly because, like, a year or two years ago, you know, we were hearing the thing where it was like, like, you know, we're just now seeing what the Xbox One can do graphically, and we're just now seeing what the PlayStation Four can do, you know, w- like with all the things that are built in. Like, we're not even touching it. And then two years goes by, 
the games haven't really changed that much uh, at all with like a few, but you know, like, like, you know, with a few, you know, exceptions like the Witcher three, which is just this super intensely that, de- you know, dense game, mm-hmm. but you've got everything else on the map and it's like, yeah, like it looks good, but it's like, I mean, Alan Wake, you know, looked good on the 360. It wasn't exactly maxing out that, you know, that console though. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, to say like, Hey, you know, like, you know, we're going to just going to refresh this entire system is, is perfectly on Tristan's point where it's just like, you're, you're splitting like those customers in half because you're saying, Hey, remember that console that we promised you were going to be able to play for a few years. Actually, it's kind of expired now. And like, that's, that doesn't really feel right either. I mean, and and maybe that's not what they're doing because right now we're just in the middle of the rumor mill. But um, yeah, it's it's like it's gonna be interesting to see how they spin it. You know. Also, yeah. like who's well, got a four K TV right now? Like I don't. Like, exactly. like I don't. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like, so it's well, like okay, I'm, great. Enjoy your four K. You know, your four K machine that you're gonna run still on 1080p. Like like what what are you gonna do? <laughs> what what I'm interested in is how they're gonna if this is all true how they're going to handle the games. So are they going to handle it the way Nintendo's kind of handling the new 3DS where there's exclusive games to that new 3DS system yeah. and they just don't come out on the there's one. There's older one 3DS? I, I know, that's why That's why I went like this. <laughs> it's a joke. Right. Um, or is it going to be something where uh, they kind of do it the way some developers handle... Um, iOS games where it'll run on older devices, but you're going to be missing a whole bunch of particle effects and lighting effects. Mm-hmm. And then if you run it on a much newer device, you get that extra horsepower, you know, um, you get depth of field, all these different graphical features. I feel like that um, iOS thing is a good comparison because it feels, yeah. Yeah. it feels, this feels, if it's true, it would feel very much like a move of board members saying, you know, we need more money next year. We need an incremental upgrade. So not unlike the mobile market where a new phone comes out every single year. And that used to be super, super awesome market for that because people had two year upgrades. Now that those are kind of being phased out and people are kind of BYOD uh, a lot of the times, Mm -hmm. uh, you notice that that has slowed down quite a bit. People aren't really kind of following that model. So to expect, a console, you know, that is four hundred dollars. That's a budget for a lot of people. You know that. Yeah. I I couldn't go out right now and just be like, I can drop another four hundred dollars on a new Xbox or a new PlayStation just because I want a better experience. I I expected that I was going to get that experience when I bought your product to begin with. You know how I mean, how is that? Well, do we know the trade price point? Do we know the price no, point I mean, for the new they, Well, I mean, we don't know. We don't know anything. But based on what I've read and what has apparently been said, it would take the new spot of the current PS4. Well, so, let's, let's think about it from the perspective of giving uh, those gamers who are interested in the PS4 a chance to pick one up. So if they release the new product, we'll call mm-hmm. it PS4.5, mm-hmm. the PS4 is going to drop in price, almost certainly, right? Mm-hmm. So that opens up the market door to a lot of people who wouldn't have necessarily gone out and bought it, but now that it's 300 with a bundle instead of 400 with a bundle. But that that even furthers my point of a segmented market because now you have more people that are expecting this experience mm-hmm. that developers are like, well, why would I why would I emphasize on this when I have this better thing that's going to spotlight I mean, us and make well, us to, well, to be to be fair, to be fair though, they also have a bigger install base. Yeah. It's just like adaptation to a new, there. a new iPhone or a new Samsung. Yeah, you know. I, I see both sides to it. It's just parties. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just a weird model for the console market. I, I definitely have a biased opinion on it because I'm I'm in that boat of I I paid in recently, and now I feel a little hurt because. Well, so I look at it from the other side, which is I've never I. I don't own a PlayStation currently. I you know I've had the PlayStation Two. I've gone through that kind of realm. And I've explored that side of things. So I love PlayStation personally. I, you know, find myself drawn to the Xbox controllers more than anything else. Dual shots don't typically do it for me, but that's fine. But if the 4.5 or whatever drops and it brings that into my price bracket where I can think that's an affordable pickup, that would open the door to me as a new gamer. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm just going to drop 
$300, not think about it. I'm just saying that might be a considerable investment versus 400, yeah. which is absolutely not in my market right now. I think for me, what would really Assuming get, get like an opinion one way or another is going to be how developers kind of push their games going forward. If mm. this is a thing and 4.5 and the new Xboxes are going to come out, um, then it's really going to be a matter of, you know, are they going to go the Nintendo 3DS route where certain features are only available on this particular revamped console? Because if that's the case, then I am going to feel cheated as like a PS4 owner. Right. You know, I would feel like, oh man, if I don't spend another $400, I'm not going to be able to get the most out of my games currently. So I would, you know, really be disappointed. Um, but if that's not the case, you know, if it's just a thing of like, oh, the graphics are up, you know, some multiplayer things run a little bit faster, I'm able to use VR a little bit better, and also, you know, go for like the 3D, 4K, you know, curved LEDs, like it'll run beautifully on those, then that's not so much of a, of a miss for me as, as a gamer, as somebody who's been playing on, you know, a PS4 for so long. Um, so I think it's all going to be how, you know, publishers of these games react to these new models and how they decide they want to market their games. Because um, I think that's going to define how I decide whether I, I would buy into a revamp PS4 um, or, or feel cheated by it. You also have to look at the types yeah. of developers. You know, uh, a majority of people, I would say, who buy things like PlayStation 4 and Xbox, do it to play those kind of spotlight AAA titles, Grand Theft Autos, your Call of Duties, your Halos, the things that they pride themselves on looking the best and being flashy and appealing to the masses. Yeah. So if, if, if there's hardware out there that can be taken advantage of, of course those AAA developers are going to utilize that. And they're going to expect people to buy into it because it's flashier and cooler. Right. So how how do they, I guess, how do they approach it without yeah. leaving people feeling like they've been left behind? And, well, and furthermore, I think like, furthermore, like, you know, if I all of a sudden have to drop $400 on another new system, at that point, I'm quickly approaching where I could have built a PC. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that this whole idea, and this is a little bit of a segue, but this whole idea parallels a lot of kind of the fears that I have about VR in general as well, especially the VR coming to the PlayStation, because it's like how much of the new games are going to be so invested in VR that I'm not going to be able to get that experience from a game without investing in VR myself. Um I, I think that there's parallels between like this new hardware and also potentially like new VR stuff coming out and how publishers and game developers are going to react to it. Well, you know, I think, uh, so that's, that's actually a valid concern, right? Because you, you want to make sure that you're not buying into games that require this extra piece of hardware to give you that experience that you can still have. Um, and I, I love tying things back to games that I love playing because that's my favorite thing, but alien isolation um, actually did this really well where they had an opportunity for um, VR support built in when it shipped um, where you can do the head tilt look around corners thing um, and they built that into controller support or keyboard support so that if you wanted you could hold a key and then move the mouse to control like the in-game camera. Mm. So it's possible that you'll see more games doing that where it gives you the chance to take control of your camera in a different way or if you wanted to output it to the VR give you the in-world head bob feature. Um, I, I just feel like that was done really well, and I, I wouldn't be as upset if we saw more developers doing that, but I would be disappointed if there was a huge rise of, yeah, you know, to really experience what this game has to offer, you got to get the VR headset. Yeah. Like, that would suck. The... Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go, go. Well, well, the only thing I was going to say about, you know, the... Like... I can see from a from like a business standpoint why it would be appealing to kind of lean towards that that smartphone model, right? Where mm -hmm. there's that refresh every so often. But what what I would be wary of as a as a you know you know like Sony and and Microsoft is is just be aware of like the people who 
own smartphones, like that, that's a specific model because of two reasons. The first reason being that the way that you pay for a smartphone is not the way that you pay for a console, right? You've got financing options. You can pay for it outright. You can get two-year contracts on some phones still, right? So you're not throwing down these $900 price tags that these phones would run standard, right? The way that you, when you go buy a console for $450, you are just paying $450 up front, you know? Um, the second thing, too, is, like, the people who have smartphones are not the people who have video games. What I mean by that is, like, a smartphone, like an iPhone owner, is a six-year-old and a thirty-year-old and an eighty-year-old, right? Like it's it's every age gap, whereas a console owner is not. You know what I mean? And like that—that's a much smaller market. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, uh no, I agree. I, like I, I would say I would say mobile it, has yeah. a much higher mass market appeal than a console. Not, not only is it more massive, but you have because well, everybody has a phone. Exactly. Because it's a phone. Right. Yeah, but that's that's a little different. I wouldn't say it's due to age. No, Maybe not due I would necessarily. more towards like those who play iOS games are more of a specific market, but it it has to do with Google Google games, games, like like an eighty um, year old is buying a you know, it is buying a phone mm -hmm. and an eighty year old is not no. buying a console. You know what I mean? Like it, No, when I'm eighty, I'm gonna be like <laughs> Scrubbing noobs. Current age. But also, <laughs> we grew up. Your arthritis. <laughs> Current eighty-year-olds are not. Current eighty-year-olds are figuring out what. Dude, Jesus. sweet kickflips and Tony Hawk four hundred. <laughs> you know who would really, know who really not gonna exist when we're eighty. So. <laughs> well, I think I think another argument, at least for smartphone development, is because like the the hardware in smartphones has changed so much and I'm not seeing hardware moving as swiftly on console. Like it's, it's definitely moving. It's chugging along. Um, but, well, that's yeah. the thing is consoles have a six to eight year lifespan. So they're held back by that. Whereas they can drop a new phone every year. But the difference once again is you have, like Alex said, you have so many ways to get a hold of those phones as opposed to you have so, one way to get hold of a, a console, which do you remember? Which is buy it, yeah, yeah. Versus finance versus trade in. Steal it. But you could steal it. Do you remember uh, a couple years ago, Microsoft was toying with the idea where you could buy an Xbox console with installment plans. Yeah, so and they killed thing. it. You could finance it. Right, but if they introduce these mid-cycle refreshes, I think maybe that would be an option. The other thing you're going to see is when the new 3DS came out, for example, all these different places were offering trade invites, especially GameStop. They were dying to take your old system so they could flip it. I think and they, they usually they usually gave you what, like one one fifty, and that's I think that out. that is a different case study because with with mobile, I forget where I'm going with this. Continue talking. I'm trying to think of where I'm going. I, I mean, okay, I see where you're getting, which is, you know, Xbox. If we did financing with them, we there would be a, a whole lot of oh, other okay. options out there. But I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't remember this for a while. So with mobile. I don't want to really, finance my Xbox. It's really easy to go into that financing option because. The world runs on smartphones. You know, you can easily put it in the back of your mind saying, I know I'm paying $200 today to get this phone, but over time I am paying three or four times more of that. But because it's a phone, you know, that's my life. That is that is 100% of all of our millennial lives. If you don't have a phone, you're out. With a console, if I'm going into it saying, okay, I'm paying $100 today, then over the course of two years, I'm paying, you know, total of $650. That's a humongous difference for that console argument versus a phone argument. Yeah. With the limited, you know, return on your investment. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Even if you're a hardcore gamer and you spend more hours than you should glued to your couch, that's still not as as close to you as your phone is at all times. Exactly. Your phone is your portal, your portal to the world. And your video game console might be important to you, but it's never going to be 
a necessity. Especially for the millennial generation like we are, it is never going to be that. It's always ever been a luxury item. True. Yeah. Yeah. um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I like, and, and realistically, like, I don't think that they're going to be taking it that route, like so heavily. Like, I don't think it's going to be like this make or break kind of situation with these, with these newer, you know, you know, refreshes if they do in fact do that. Um, But it'll be interesting to see. I mean, especially with, with VR and everyone, you know, everyone's kind of getting in that more and more heavily. If, you know, if they say it can't run without this specific GPU, then what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, there are going to be people who are super like, want to be like the first ones in on VR. Like, like I've got family members who are like just lining up for it, you know, because like they want their hands on it, which, you know, is, is, uh, is understandable. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's just from like a, uh, like just a, like a consumer perspective, like it's going to be interesting to see how it's slowly kind of, well, or at least, you know, we'll see how it shapes everything that we do, right? Like watch movies and do Google Hangouts or whatever it is, you, you know, like how crazy would that be? You know? Uh, yeah. It'd be nice. You know what I mean? You know what I'm curious about? Remember back when um, Microsoft had this big announcement about how they really wanted your Xbox to be your home console. Like you, they wanted it to be your base station. Yeah. yeah. And they tried to, sorry, somebody's revving it in. Uh, they tried to set it up as you're going to go here for Netflix and go here for Hulu and like YouTube's and Skype's on here. And like you're in a game, but you just pop over and you're just hanging out with your buds. And then none of that like actually happened. Yeah. And then they started focusing on, this is a very game focused thing. Do you know why? I'd love to hear your perspective on it. Because of your phone. Yeah. Destroy. It does all of those things. Yeah. It does them better. It and it fits in your pocket. It, yeah, it connects mm-hmm. to cheaper devices that can give you the same kind of experience. You know, for for this and a hundred dollar Apple TV, mm-hmm. I have surpassed that experience that my Xbox gives me outside of games because you can throw as much stuff in that PlayStation and the Xbox as you want for me to do, but the experience is not even close to as smooth as it is as me just picking it's up my phone so and saying, "Do this." Not it's even, never, guy. never going to be as close. No. Nope. Well, but I wonder if the controller ones will be driven that way. If they'll try to revitalize that. I doubt it. But I don't think I'm so. I'm curious. I don't know. Curious. What were you going to say, Antonio? No, it's just I was agreeing. Yeah. <clears throat> so, ultimate conclusion do you guys think you'll buy one of the PS 4.5s? No. I mean, I, I just. I hate to come back to it, but I just got a PC. So any of those AAA titles that are going to be on PlayStation 4, I can get over here. Because you're uh, part of the PC master race now. Because I am now part of the PC. I hate that term. It's so stupid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, uh, it's awful. You know, I, don't, I don't play those like Uncharted and things like that that might mm. be a draw. And I, I really hope that either A, this isn't true, or B, they make very very good design choices to this is still a fully immersive experience for our original fan base. Cause yeah. <clears throat> you know, it makes me not want to be a customer of yours. If you are going to just toss me in the dirt three years after when you very much gave us the impression that this was going to be another, you know, eight to 10 years of your life with this one box. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if everyone jumped to Nintendo and the NX? Hey. Um, unlikely, <laughs> but maybe. I'm, I'm, well, well, well. That's the one. That's the one case thing, you know. I, <laughs> no. I think they could tell me that this box is coming out tomorrow, and all it does is have a different color LED, and I would look at it and be like, "Oh yeah, okay, maybe." <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah. yeah, you know what? I think I need that. Let me put yeah. that. That really go New better. Bar? I, I bought a black Wii when the black Wii came out. Nothing wrong with my white Wii. I was just thought it was cool that there was a black Wii that came out. But at the same time, that was never $400. Yeah. Very true. That's true. Uh, that, that was always a much more consumer-friendly product. What what will what huh? What this will <laughs> cause me to do uh, is if 
for instance, you know, in the case like where the 4.5 would take the slot of like a 399 price, it mm-hmm. would make me go out and get a PlayStation 4 tomorrow because I'd yeah, be like, Jesus, finally, is that all you need? Because then it would be my end. I'd be like, you know what? That's the price point that, where I'm comfortable with the, that it wouldn't make me feel like I'm just. Exactly. I don't want to throw money at something that I'm not going to play that frequently unless the price is right. And yeah. I first off, I also look at this as a barrier of entry in that. Thanks, bud. I just go ahead and teleport that here. That's great. Um, go. <laughs> he threw dollars at the screen. So if you, um, uh, you know, you have to take into consideration that if I buy this, I also now have to buy games. And let's assume they're older titles because I'm being frugal with this. Um, I'm still looking at an additional probably hundred to two hundred dollars worth of additional content. If yeah, especially, like yeah, especially with VR coming out, as yeah. a three hundred bucks right there at minimum. Yeah. This is this could escalate beyond a thousand dollars if I'm like. I, I love you, Sony, but let's be real. We all have budgets. Right. Yeah. That is a huge barrier to entry. Now, okay, from from a from a corporate perspective, and this is the last I'll say about it. That from a corporate perspective, they also got to take into consideration who are the people who can afford to buy game consoles. America. Right. America, you know, Europe, like for the most part, the people who, who have additional disposable income to go buy a game console and games on a regular basis probably average more higher, you know, more income than, than we typically get. Right. right. So we're probably at the low end of the scale of just, I've got money to throw at game consoles and we budget for that because we know that's something we're passionate about. But I think from their perspective, they're like, look, I recognize that not everyone's going to get this, and we're oscillating. You're oscillating. We are ostracizing a good 30% of our fan base, but the rest, the 70%, are going to be able to buy one, no question, or whatever their stats yeah. are. I would be really curious to see what the numbers are and who actually can afford to buy these. Yeah. Yeah. What's and their, I think for me, is. at the end of the day, if there are certain features and things that I can't get on my current console once these new ones come out, I would definitely consider getting another one, not for, not that I would enjoy doing that. Um, But I'm, I'm very much like, if it's anything graphics related, anything like performance related, like I want to have the best hardware possible. So I'd probably sell my PS4 to Alex and get the new one. (laughs) (laughs) For for me, I put my pre-order in for PlayStation VR without even trying it yet. But um, if I don't like it, I'll just cancel my pre-order. But if it ends up being as like mind-blowing and crazy as, you know, Greg and Colin, all these people are saying, Mm. um, and they come out and they say, hey, if you like that base experience, it gets so much better with this extra horsepower and the experience is vastly different. I mean, undoubtedly. That might be So then it's just a question of, is this where you want to make an investment as a consumer? It's going to be the same machine. They're just going to throw more RAM in an SSD instead of a spinning drive. And how how much of that do you guys think we might be able to do ourselves? Same everything. More hamsters. More (laughs) hamsters, guys. There's like 50 hamsters in there at the end of the day. (laughs) Plus plus five spare ones. Right, just in case. <laughs> the, the five spare ones are in the uh, the standalone VR part. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. I guess All that right. wraps up the real episode. Yeah. In conclusion, more hamsters is never a bad thing. That's true. <laughs> we'll call this episode "Hamstrung Out." Oh God! No, we won't. No, we won't. Or will we? No, we won't. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so if you um, if you enjoy our episodes, if you've got questions, comments, concerns, uh, we are always visible and happy to answer you. If you send us an email at uh, podcast at pixelrader.com. Um, so we love it if you guys send us a send us some mail, send us some send tweets. Us some Sometimes love, we do tweets. I think our descriptions always have our Twitter handles, but they're uh, they're there, so we will respond to your tweets if you tweet at us. Um, we won't reply as horribly as the Microsoft uh, evil AI Hitler bot. That <laughs> That's um, true. We, we can talk about that next episode if you want. Tweet at me. Um, tweet at Danny. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, I'm your host, Antonio. I'm Danny. I thought I was going to do it again. Will. I'm your host, Will. I'm Alex. 
Tristan. Catch y'all next time. Later, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.